Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. My name's Naomi, and I'm tonight's co-host, a senior from Manhattan Beach, California, studying MCC with a minor in BEMT and an RA in Founders. And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co-host, and I serve as a Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Naomi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. A fellow Founders resident. Yes, it's my third year. So you were there freshman year. Yes. Where'd you live your second year? Um, I was in Gramercy for my first semester, and then I went abroad for my second semester. Frog. Yes. How was that experience? It was really fun. It was such a cool city, and just unlike any place I'd ever been before. So So centralized, too, so you can kind of go Mm -hmm. to any of the countries that you really want to go to. Yeah. Surprisingly, I kept it either like small trips within the Czech Republic or I went over to like England and Italy. I didn't actually do the whole like Eastern Europe kind of Mm -hmm. thing like most people did, Mm -hmm. but one day, one You day. will, you will. Uh, and senior year, mm-hmm. what's the like the last thing you want to have that you have on your bucket list that you really want to accomplish hmm. in New York City? Every year, I kind of have taken advantage of different opportunities. I'd say employment, yeah. but I'm still kind of you know that's a little yeah. underwhelming. I've done my Broadway shows. I did mm-hmm. Top of the Rock, like all the little okay. touristy like big things. So we'll see. Maybe something will come up. West Coast thinking after this or staying on the best coast? I don't know. I mean, I grew up on the West Coast. It's really the weather. That's the big thing I'm trying to decide is... I'm not a big cold gal. I don't yeah. I don't love it. So that's the one thing that really pulls me back home. Also that family's there, but I do like the hustle and bustle of the city, the convenience of being able to get from one end of Manhattan to the other in like a relatively short time. I can't say that in LA it's the it's same. But you know, I grew up with that traffic, right. so I'm used to it. Well, we're gonna talk to somebody who has similar interest uh, mm-hmm. to you, an, yes. an MCC graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, who's our guest tonight? Today, our guest is Ryan Aguirre, who served as an RA in Founders Hall for RHD Nikisa Straker, RHAD Joanna Champion, and RLA Lady Ortiz during the 2009 to 2011 academic years. Welcome, Ryan, and thank you for joining us on tonight's show. It's a real pleasure having you. Um, How are you doing? Where are you calling in from? Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Um, I am usually on the silent end of an interview, so this is a very different experience for me, but I'm super excited. I am calling from sunny Los Angeles. Oh, my hometown. Great. Yes. Whoa, Ryan, it's nice to hear your <laughs> voice and welcome back because we were residents together at Founders back yes, in the day. Yes, we were. We yeah. were, we were. And I remember a couple of conversations at the RC with you. Loved. I got so much work done at that RC. It's Ryan, tell us a little bit about what you did here at Washington Square, kind of from a co-curricular standpoint. What did you get involved in and what were the highlights of that time for you? Yeah, totally. Um I, I felt very busy in college, um, which which was great. You know, it's very hard to not be busy at NYU. Um, I loved being an RA. I was an RA and founders my last two years. I was also um, an admissions ambassador um, my last two years, which was which was awesome. Um, I you know I had multiple internships. Um, uh, I did chorus for a couple a couple semesters. Um, in Steinhardt. So yeah, I kept myself super busy. What did you study while you were at NYU? Oh God, what didn't I study? So (laughs) um, I got into NYU as a social work major. 
um, in the Silver School of Social Work. Um, good, you know, proper Jesuit boy looking to change the world. Um, that lasted a little bit. And then um, I transferred to Steinhardt for Media, Culture, and Communication, where I, um, where I got my degree. Um, I did managed to get a few minors i minored in social work just because i had completed the credits but i also got a minor in um in um business through cas and stern as well as um as well as music performance in steinhardt okay so you're a little all over the place dabbled in a little bit of everything yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of a like you know I, I took the classes because I was interested. I, I really wanted, went in wanting to do MCC and business, but then, you know, I eventually took so many music classes out of interest that I was able to declare a minor. So, um, yeah, it worked out great. It was super fun. So with such a eclectic background and what you were doing outside the classroom, what made you want to do the RA position? Oh, um, I've always wanted to get involved this school in school somehow i knew that um when i first went to nyu coming all the way from across the country you know it was between nyu and a school with um more traditional kind of university with a football team with sports all of that stuff and i eventually opted for nyu and i know that there's i'm sure there's still a stigma now where it's like if you go there you're not getting the traditional college experience but when i when i went to nyu in in my residence hall i had a fantastic fantastic time and that's something that i wanted to impart to to people who came to nyu especially freshmen who maybe were not expecting the traditional college college experience and were able to get that through their residence halls and then what was it like working on staff like founders back at like the very peak like the start of it because i'm here and we just celebrated the 10-year anniversary of the building so what was it like at the start that's crazy to think about the 10 year anniversary of Founders Hall. <laughs> you're oh my old, god. Buddy, you're old. Oh god, aware, very aware. Um it was so exciting. I mean, again, we were the first staff there and I was part of the first two-year staff there. Um, it was so exciting because we really got to make the building our own. We get to we got to kind of mold its identity um, as a residence hall. It was super fun I, I still to this day tell everybody that being an ra was one of my favorite things um i did in college and i have a lot of favorite things i did in college but being an ra was was definitely up there you know i made some of my best friends being an ra and founders you know there are nights when i when i like miss it i miss the community every time i come back to new york i make sure to like do the walk by and see see if officer grant is still at the desk um, he's still there right. i know we'll give, i give him a shout out we'll to, so, yeah um Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I miss it. Well, you talked a little bit about internships. Were there any that stood out for you that helped you in this career feel that you're in today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I got my first internship at Focus Features, the film company, while I was, while I was a social work major. And it was kind of at the point where I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with my career. I, I think being the product of two very smart but very strict asian parents a career in the entertainment industry didn't feel like it was possible or practical and then i went to nyu and i saw all of my friends and colleagues pursuing careers in the arts and i was like oh my god this is actually something that people do 
And so on a whim, I applied to an internship at Focus Features. I got it. It was my first step in the industry. And it really immediately I was like, yeah, this is for me. You know, I always had a love of film and television. I never knew that I could that it could be a, a legitimate career. And then you smash cut to you 12 years later. And, and here I am. And then when you did that first internship, was that a publicity internship or was it kind of down the line you developed an interest in publicity? Yeah, it was a distribution internship, which was a little bit more, you know, math heavy. Okay. But and I always tell this to interns in the future. The good thing about internships is that you're, you know, privy to all the other departments in that particular company. So, you know, I, I dipped my toes in distribution, knew it wasn't for me, but also got to see what the publicity team did and what the marketing team did and what the research team did and kind of was able to explore other areas based on where I was sitting and to pursue those areas from there. Was, was there anyone who helped inspire you? you? You talked about your friends, you know, doing working in the arts. Was there anybody or a faculty member or uh, uh, an experience that you had that said outside of this internship, this is really where I want to be? Um, I took a, a public relations class at, at Steinhardt. In my first week or two, my professor said, you have a knack for this. You're very communicative. You have a great way with words. You're a good writer. And so a career in, in PR sounds like a really good move for you. And that was a real turning point for me towards, um, towards a career in publicity. Uh, again, I, I love film and TV. I love being surrounded by it. I love the world. I, I knew I didn't want to write or direct or do anything creative, but I still wanted to be around it. And I think the hybrid of that love and my PR professor's kind of encouragement led me to a career in publicity. So let's talk about your current career a little bit. You already started going into how your publicity interest kind of started. Um, but how did you really get your start in publicity? Was it an internship? Was it your first job out of college? How did it all come about? Yeah, I, I did a couple of publicity internships in college. Actually, my senior year, I did two concurrent internships. One was a publicity marketing internship with Disney that I actually got through another RA, Jamie Schlebowski. And then my other internship was a research internship with CBS that I know Amanda Moffa talked about in her um, her podcast. Again, I'm going to reiterate this. We had no business working together. God bless the people around us who let us us work together. It was it was a blast. But basically, you know, it, that was the dabbling point where I was doing publicity, I was doing marketing, I was doing research. And then when I graduated, I moved out to LA because I knew I wanted to work in the industry. And um, I just was desperately looking for jobs. I knew I wanted to do marketing and publicity, and I kind of wouldn't settle for anything that wasn't that. Um, so, so it took me a little bit longer than I was expecting, but eventually a job opened at 20th Century Fox Television, um, now 20th Century Television, um, that was a hybrid of marketing and research, which were both of areas I had worked in, which was perfect. It was a perfect fit for my experience. And, and man, that was my first job as an assistant in that department. Uh, for somebody who doesn't know the industry, me, uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about publicity. What it does someone who works in publicity do on a day-to-day -day basis? What's, what's it look like your normal day? And what's the uh, success? What does success look like in the world of publicity? Well, publicity, the thing I like most about publicity is that it doesn't look like the same thing two days in a row. It 
is com- it changes based on what's happening, what the headlines are, what the news is, based on trends, based on who's popular, what's popular. I work for a network. I've always worked for either studio networks, meaning I am the person who controls the public perception of the show. Um, I, pr- I control our image, I control our messaging, I control um, the actor's communication. The way I like to put it is it, marketing and publicity both bring the product to the consumer. Marketing does it through billboards, advertisement, things that cost money. Uh, publicity does it through actors, newspapers, on-air appearances. They do it through awards, things that are earned. So it's earned media versus paid media. Mm-hmm. Not helpful. And then what have been some of your favorite shows or maybe campaigns that have come as a result of some of the shows you've worked on that you've done, um, whether it's at your current company or just in the past that have just kind of stuck out to you? I acknowledge how blessed I am to be in my career and to work on some of the things I've worked on. Um, it's, it's every so often, like on days when I'm exhausted or jaded or um, feel overworked and thinking, why did I do this? I think back on, on my career so far. The things I've done, if you had told me as an RA and founders that I'd be doing some of the things I'm doing and working with some of the people I'm working with, I would not have believed you. My first job after 20th Century Fox was working at AMC. You know, I worked on, I, I did the PR campaign for the final season of Breaking Bad, the final season of Mad Men. I launched um, Better Call Saul. Um, I worked on The Walking Dead. Um, after that, I moved to CBS Television Studios, where I was the publicist on The Late Late Show with James Corden. Um, I won the Publicist Guild Award for my campaign for um, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And right now I'm at Stars, and I'm working on some pretty cool stuff here. Well, you've given us a lot to chew on right mm-hmm. now and just sit and soak it in. So we're going to do that. Ryan, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to come back and hear about those great uh entertainers that you have really uh, worked with. Uh, So we'll take a a short break. We'll be right back with some more in a minute. Hey, thanks for listening to the Where R.A. Now podcast. My name is Justin Silver. I was an R.A. from Weinstein Hall, graduated in 2012 from Stern. I am the co-founder of the brand Avrani. We are premium skincare inspired by India's ancient beauty rituals. We're taking powerful ingredients like turmeric, neem, and honey and providing them in a shelf-stable, modern luxury format for you to enjoy. Check us out at Avrani on Instagram or at Avrani.com. And that's Avrani, A-A-V-R-A-N-I. That's Avrani, A-A-V-R-A-N-I. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back. Ryan, we've just heard about your experiences while at NYU and how you got your start in the career field that you're now in. So we just want to talk a little bit more about what you've been doing since you've left NYU. Are there any skills that you think you gained during the RA role that you've found yourself applying um, to future jobs that you had after the role ended? Absolutely. So definitely the interpersonal skills I've learned from being an RA have been indefinitely helpful in my career as a, as a publicist. There's lots of fun. There's lots of event planning. There's lots of, you know, parties. There's a lot of challenging aspects of it as well. Delivering bad news, dealing with crises, things like that. I think being an RA really did teach me how to um, to communicate with other people. Outside of a um, professional perspective, the skills I learned as an RA in a social setting have been incredible. I'm, I always make sure 
people aren't drinking too much or that people are getting home safely. You know, I, al I always, my friends joke that I'm the RA of the group because I always make sure everybody is having fun but staying safe. We are glad to hear that you're continuing to live up to the expectations of our RAs here. <laughs> Ryan, you, you've done some really incredible work, and, and I would say a brief kind of career, because you're going to have a really long career. <laughs> so how do you get connected to this upper, upper echelon of stars uh, in, in the industry? And how do you continue to cultivate those relationships? Because I, I know it's, in the entertainment world, it seems to me you can be on the top one day and never heard of again. Absolutely. And so how do you continue to build that that group of, of folks who are doing really interesting, creative things in this industry? Yeah, it's. I mean, that's so true. You know, it's such a cliche to say Hollywood is about who you know, but that's absolutely the case. And the who you know aspect has been, has gotten kind of a smarmy, like it's gotten kind of a negative um, attribution to it. But in my experience, the who you know is not only super, super important, but one of the things I love most about the industry, um, the people who you stay in contact with, who you connect with, who are your friends, you know, who you can rely on and trust, um, not only become invaluable to your career in the industry, but also are you're going to be your next job, are going to vouch for you on your next project, um, are going to be your support system when you need help with something or you need advice or you need to brainstorm with somebody. You never know who those people are going to be. And so being able to talk to everybody, to create a relationship with everyone, even the people who you would never expect to keep in contact with everyone, keeping in touch with everybody. You know, I've worked at many different places um, and have kept in contact with people at all of those places ever since I left. Some of my best friends now are friends I met as an assistant who are now executives and who help me with with my projects. I help them with their projects. It's a lot of helping out each other. And it's and, and the, the who you know aspect really comes into play there. So you started an Instagram account called Humans of Hollywood. So I was just wondering what inspired you to do so? Yeah. Um, Humans of Hollywood, at Humans of Hollywood, come find us. Um, what what did it is that I was talking to um, to a lot of my friends who are in the industry who felt a little burnt out. I think the entertainment industry is so much about resilience. For every amazing thing that happens to you, there's an equal amount of disappointment. You know, for every success, there's a hill to climb. I know so many people and so many friends in the industry that have really, really interesting, amazing, inspiring stories, um, stories that I know have helped me um, with my struggles in the industry when I couldn't find a job, when I was unhappy in a job. Other people's perspectives are so important um, to help us motivate ourselves to, you know, to persevere, to do better. So I thought we have so many stories to tell. Why not aggregate them? Why not put them in one place, be a reference point for people to go to when they have these struggles? So clearly you're involved with social media uh, and, and certainly with your Instagram account. Yes. Where does it play a role in your day-to-day -day work as it relates to the publicity factor, you know, is, is that a, a large part of your work to, to make sure that you're staying involved in the social media yeah. world? Or oh, is absolutely. It, okay. And how so would that look like for someone who wants to, to do this kind of work? So even in the past 10 years, public relations has changed drastically. No longer do people wait for a headline to drop. News is shared instantaneously via Twitter, via Instagram, via Facebook. And so no longer are we waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning, reading a newspaper, waiting 
24 hours for a news story to drop, nothing like that. The stories are immediate. They're constant. The news cycles are quick. They're fast. And so being up to date on everything as it drops is so crucial to to being a good publicist. You talk about trends, you talk about what's popular, that changes so rapidly because of social media, and it's very easy to track because of social media. So being connected to it and being, you know, having a, a read on the temperature is is crucial. If one of your shows has a storyline, you know, about something that's hot hot in the news, you can play that up. If it's if there's a news story that makes your show insensitive you want to play that down you know you want to react to the cultural climate the last thing you want to do is to to not be able to read a room and in order to read the room you have to be in that room so um yeah by being up by being up to date on social media it's it's crucial for us it's a great way to capture it i really like that analogy that you just gave Mm -hmm. truly it's so important and then ryan what advice do you have for graduating ras who are hoping to work in the entertainment industry after they graduate um, I think I've, I touched upon it earlier, but it's you never know who's going to be the person that gives you your next thing. You talk about not burning bridges. That is absolutely 100% true in the entertainment industry. You know, you never want to burn a bridge because you never know who's going to be the person. Like I said, Jamie Slabowski was the reason I got the Disney internship. A friend who I did was in a Hollywood group got me my AMC job. My friend who I worked with at CBS, who is now the publicist on Colbert, got me the CBS job. Um, you never know who's going to be the person to give you your next job. It's it's going to be your best friend, your worst enemy, someone you sat next to, someone you walked by in the halls. You never really know. And so the only way you can guarantee um, that you can put yourself out there is by knowing knowing as many people as you can and by showing to those people that you are the right person for, for an opportunity. I, I always wonder for people who work in the, in the industry, do you still get starry-eyed when you see these, uh, you know, amazing people who are your idols who can, you know, sing, dance, right. uh, you know, all of that? <laughs> I mean, how do you deal with that person as a person and not the star? Well, I will say being a publicist really helps you see a person as a person because you see them before the makeup goes on. You get you're the one who has to bring them water. You're the one who has to sort through their colored M&Ms. You see all of the facets of the person before they become an actor or a celebrity. So that's, that's been a really big help in helping me humanize these people because, um, you know, when you get face-to-face contact with them, you realize that they are just people. Do you really have to be in L.A. for this publicist work or, or is it a, a New York thing too? No, definitely. There's definitely a New York aspect, especially now, you know, Maybe 10 years ago, most shows shot in L.A., but now I I wanted to go to L.A. because I wanted to be where Hollywood was. I wanted to be close to movie sets or TV sets. I wanted to be able to do set visits, all that stuff. But now production is all over the country. There's there's a lot of production going on in New York. Um, There's so many events and and um, the press contingent is also huge there, too. So um, while most places are based here in L.A., there's definitely lots of PR opportunities in New York. And then it's time for a quick shout out. So you've mentioned a few people that you knew as an RA, but are there any that you still keep in contact with? And if so, if you wanted to do a little name drop. Oh, I I mean, there are so many. Again, like I said, what was so great about being an RA is that it's like it's like being in battle together. You know, you have such a deep connection for 
for being an RA at NYU. That's it's it's a it's an experience that no one else gets the chance to you know explain or kind of be a part of. But um, like I said, Amanda Moffa is one of my best friends. Um, every time she's in LA, I see her. Every time I'm in New York, I see her. Emma McCormick, Emma Urshow now. I always see her every time I go to New York. Her and Devin. Last time I was in New York, um, it was actually really funny. Uh, so she was pregnant. I was there for my birthday. And we had plans to hang out. And at 2 a.m. the morning before we were supposed to hang out, Devin texted me. He's like, hey, I don't think we're going to be able to hang out because we are at the hospital. And me and her baby have the same birthday. Aww. That's great. That's um, great. But it, when, when, when I held her baby, her and Devin's baby, I cried because I was like, we've come so far. You know, Nick Block, uh, one of my dear, dear best friends, lives in San Francisco right now. I went to his wedding last year. Um, Guido Ditto lives in California now, too. I see him all the time. Michael Bennett um, is one of my best friends. Um, also, see him every chance I get. Um, Matt Sauter and I are, um, I haven't seen him or talked to him in forever, but we're Pokemon Go friends. So we trade all the time, even though I don't see him. Kat Flores and Jonathan Fiewiger are both um are both here in LA working in the industry. I see them. Kat works for Netflix. Jonathan works for NBC Universal. So I see them at um, events and parties and industry meetups all the time. Yeah, it's it's just you got a rolodex there. Yeah, my exactly. Wow. I love all of these people, and and you know, again, it's I just love keeping in touch with them. And you know, we've known each other for so long through through so many different phases of our lives. It's just really great to keep in touch. That's great. Well, now it is speed round. Let's yeah, go through some here we go. questions. Here we go. Did you study away? I did. I studied abroad in Florence. It was for three months. At, oh, sorry. Florence. Yes. <laughs> um, what was your go-to dining hall at NYU? Palladium because it was close. Favorite NYU professor? Uh, Nat Bennett writing the essay. Favorite non-NYU place to eat? Oh, God. They're all closed now. <laughs> and finally, your favorite NYU RA memory. Oh, God, there were so many. Um, that time that there was a naked mom that we had to kick out of the residence hall. <laughs> yes, I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I've encountered a situation no, like we've, that before. we've cleared that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for spending some time with Tom and I to discuss um, your journey from NYU until now. We've loved getting to hear about it. We just wanted to thank our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the dream school alumni version life. Ryan, it's really great to hear your voice, as I said earlier, but also to hear your accomplishments and that you are living the dream mm -hmm. that you had. Not everyone can say that. So pat yourself on the back, truly. And mm -hmm. we are very proud of you as an NYU alum. Yes. Thank you so much. I, I do really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. If you like tonight's show, look for more content on the newly unveiled NYU RA alumni website at where-ra-now.webflow.io, which lists RA favorite books, picks of all-time favorite moments, and other great features. Until next time, think about how you can make a difference in other people's lives one person at a time. Have a great night.